Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Thanks for tuning in. Before we dive in to this spicy topic all about using AI in special education, I want to mention I have a freebie for you. I'll explain a bit more at the end, but if you want to hop over to the show notes, there will be a link where you can download this freebie. It is a handout called AI Prompts for Special Educators. Okay, now before we dive in to the pros and cons of using AI in special education, I want to mention I did a poll on Instagram at Positively Learning this past weekend. In context, I was mentioning a few things about using AI. And I should say that when I'm talking about AI, there's so many tools out there to help you save time, but I'm specifically talking about using ChatGPT and I was using the free version. All right, so I asked, do you use ChatGPT? And the options for this poll were you mean my BFF, which was like definite yes. (laughs) The next option was not yet, but I'm open. The next was I would never. And the last one was here for the results, which by the way is what I always click (laughs) because I am nosy. All right, so here's what happened. Uh, At the end of the 24 hours, this poll was up. Here are the results. You mean my BFF, 22% of the audience chose that. Not yet, but I'm open, 39%. I would never, 17%, and here for the results was 22%. Okay, not really surprising. Now I want to move on to the 10 tips. I'm going to be sharing 10 tips to save time using ChatGPT, and I'm also going to be sharing my personal opinion because some of them I fell into that I would never category. I want to share this information with you so that you can make the right decision because you know what's best for your students in your classroom. So let's go. Tip number one, generate lesson plans using ChatGPT. Hmm, how do you feel about that one? I think the word generate kind of bothers me. I don't think I'd be using ChatGPT to generate lesson plans. I may be using it to enhance lesson plans if I was looking for more ways to teach a specific lesson objective. However, I did have a few different school years where I was in a position where I had to be turning in lesson plans to admin weeks in advance. And we know that those lesson plans are not really effective because things change so fast. It was more like checking a box for admin. At that point, I would have loved ChatGPT to save some time. All right, tip number two, create quizzes and tests. All right, well, as a special educator, I was not really writing assessments or doing any type of quiz. It just wasn't appropriate for my caseload. We did a lot of hands-on performance tasks using diagnostics that were already available to us. So I don't think I would have been using this. However, I did wanna try it out for the sake of learning more about ChatGPT. So I did try out a quiz. I had some um, links to some free quiz generators. And 
it was really neat. If you already know the skill that you're working on, and then you could set some parameters like two answer choices, three answer choices, and so on, then you can get quizzes generated for you. And it was really cool. Now I did use some free options, but they all were sending me emails to upgrade to a paid version. So I had to unsubscribe, be careful of that. But otherwise, I thought it was a really neat idea. Most likely it would not apply to most of us, but it was pretty cool. All right, tip number three, creating IEP goals. My immediate reaction on this one was, no way, I would never. But you know what? Have you ever used an IEP goal bank? Isn't that sort of like the same thing? Now, in my experience, I had some IEP goal banks and I never actually used them or I didn't use any goals from them. I did look at them whenever I was just kind of hitting a wall, maybe writing the fifth IEP of the day or the week, and I just needed like some fresh ideas. I thought IEP Goal Bank would be perfect for that, although I never really used those goals. I think the same thing would apply to ChatGPT, so I may change my I would never to, okay, like let's see if it can get me over this hump. Most likely you're not going to cut and paste from it, but maybe it can get you to generate some more fresh thoughts. Tip number four, writing accommodations and modifications. Hmm. For me, I think this is going to be a no. I don't think that the strategies are going to be relevant enough to a specific student's needs. And I do think you could probably fine tune using ChatGPT. The more you respond to it by providing feedback on the responses they generate and then asking for revisions, you could get there. But by that point, I think that would take even longer than writing the accommodations or modifications that you know the student needs. So for me, I can't imagine using it, but I'd love to hear from you. Maybe it could, maybe it could work in the future. All right, tip number five, generating reports. This might surprise you, but this one is a huge yes for me. You can use ChatGPT cut and paste data results and they can generate new copy and copy is like the language or the template that they use and that could be a huge time saver. I think the big difference is that you're not asking ChatGPT to think for you, but instead to reformat information that you're providing. All right, tip number six, editing and proofreading. ChatGPT can help edit and proofread paperwork, including IEPs, progress reports, and cover letters. It can provide suggestions for grammar and formatting, which is going to save you time. Well, yes and no. Could you use it to edit and proofread? Absolutely. You could cut and paste something that you have already written and ask to have it edited. I don't know if it was going to be better or worse than you doing it yourself. It kind of depends on your level of comfort with your grammar background and your editing. Um, I think it could be really helpful if that's something that is not a strength for you. I am a little concerned when they suggest that this could be for IEPs and progress reports and cover letters. I don't know about that. I guess you could always try it out and see if it makes sense what they give you or not. But to use ChatGPT for editing could be a huge time saver if that's something that you struggle with. Okay, tip number six, I think. All right, it is answering legal and procedural questions. 
what in the world? I cannot imagine. I'm going to read what it says. ChatGPT can assist in answering legal and procedural questions related to special education paperwork. It can provide information on laws, regulations, and procedures, saving time in research and interpretation. Okay, that definition does help a little bit. I still can't even imagine. But then I think, uh, what about Google? Do you use Google? I sure do. And I think back way back 10 years 15 years. And if you had said, just Google it, I would have said, what? Like, that's not reliable. I'm going to use this textbook, you know, search the index and so on. But now Google is a huge part of our time saving, right? So is ChatGPT going to also reach that level? Possibly. I, I'm filming this or recording this in March, 2023. By the time you're listening to this, it might be completely obsolete information because things are changing so fast. So for me, this was a immediate no, but we can keep it in this list to think about for the future. Tip number eight, create visual aids. Now, this is not using ChatGPT to create visual aids like you and I probably will use all of the time. I worked with very young students, so visual supports were just a huge part of our everyday life. In this example, they're talking about graphs and tables for data results and reports, something that you could bring to the IEP meeting table. And for that use, this is a huge yes for me. I did try it out. I typed in some data results, some anecdotal notes, and I asked for ChatGPT to generate a chart or a graph and it did it quickly and it was wonderful. I will say you're gonna still have to reserve some time to do some formatting because what you do is you cut it out, like cut and paste into your own document and it's not like amazing that's gonna come out. You're not gonna get this full color chart, but it is a huge time saver, especially if you want to say the same data, but you want it to be extremely accessible or effective when you communicate it. And I always think charts and graphs and numbers really helps that data speak loudly. Tip number nine, I'm not even sure why I'm saying this one. I think this is where AI gets such a bad reputation. Tip number nine is to use ChatGPT to provide legal guidance. Really? I just cannot imagine. It says it, ChatGPT can provide legal guidance on special education paperwork, including federal and state laws and regulations, can save time for teachers who would otherwise have to consult with legal professionals. I just can't even believe that, right? I, I know I do not recommend this tip. I'd love to hear what you think if you don't agree with me and maybe you can convince me otherwise, but I just... I don't even want to add any more to this. I just think that's a huge no. And I would think that that's where ChatGPT can get people into trouble. All right. And the last tip is to provide research materials. ChatGPT can assist in finding research materials and articles. Now that is different than generating research materials. If it was generating research for you, I would think mm, probably not because what do we know? Where are they pulling from? And I, I think I read a stat that ChatGPT is only able to pull information prior to a certain date, like 2021. So if it's generating research, that would be a huge no. But this suggestion is that it would find their research materials. So I'm envisioning like a list of links, or if it gives you a list of article names, then you can 
reply and say, may I have the links for all of these articles or whichever ones you select, then I think, oh, that could be really helpful. It's not going to save you all the time, but you could click the links, read the research, and then, you know, using our own thoughts and uh, what our own backgrounds of knowledge um, to make a decision. So in that way, kind of gets a yes from me. All right, so here are the 10 tips. You could hear my opinion throughout. I think it was around 50-50. Some of them surprised me um, because I thought, I thought they were no's and then I thought, well, wait a minute, this actually could help me. I think the big difference is that I was suggesting these tips to help you save time, not replace anything that we're doing. That is also, I think, where AI gets that immediate no. But if you're using it to enhance what you're already doing, maybe when you use Google, then you could also try ChatGPT then it could be a potential time saver. I'd love to hear what you think. Wow, this podcast was a lot of fun to record. I would love to do this again. Let me know if there are any more tips that you are looking for. In the meantime, be sure to click over to the show notes and download your own set of AI prompts for special educators. What I did is as I was researching this podcast, I tried it out for myself. There were four tasks that I specifically wanted to try out AI for. So I had four tasks. I came up with prompts. I entered them and now I'm sharing the results. I will say it was a set of prompts that were stacked. And by stacked, I mean using inside the same chat. And so what I did is I entered the first prompt, which is all about IEP goals, I then responded with another prompt about objectives, responded to that to get a data tracking sheet, and then I responded to that to come up with a small group lesson plan. That is where I've had the best results, where I am responding within the same chat. And again, I'm using the free version of ChatGPT. So definitely check it out so you can you can see if that is the right approach for you. Thanks so much for listening and I will catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe buttons so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at positivelylearningblog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.